This podcast discusses difficult topics that may not be appropriate for all listeners. We are not doctors or therapists. None of our content should be construed as medical advice, nor as a substitute for professional help. Names and other specific identifying details are often changed for the privacy and protection of our guests. Our guests' experiences are shared as they experienced them. Opinions may not reflect the opinions of Beck and Ella or this podcast. There will also be adult language used. Lots of it. Listener discretion strongly advised. Hello, Ella. Hi, Beck. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Still riding that high of the 10th episode. Right? I know. Now we're at 11. Yeah, because this one goes to 11. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But yeah, that's awesome. And like, not only are we at episode 11, but our listenership has grown quite a bit. We're officially at numbers that I know that it's not just people who are friends with us (laughs) that are listening. (laughs) Like there are strangers out there that are listening to us. To all of you, we really appreciate that. We've passed the couple thousand mark and Mm -hmm. we are in 18 different, listen to in 18 different countries, which blows my mind. So hi, all you other countries. Yeah, all you people outside the US. I literally do a little happy dance every time I see you pop onto our stats. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Today we are back with Sheena, our guest from episode 10. She is going to have a less fun story for us today. Before, um, you remember, we talked about some of her fun in dating. And today we're going to talk about one of her exes. So Sheena, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello again. I am a transplant, but have been living Um, where I live now for the last 20 years. Moved around quite a bit as a kid. Not a military family, but just a very dysfunctional one. So we've lived a lot of different places. Um, So I've lived out in the Southwest and now I live in the South. And, you know, it's it's become home. I enjoy it. I have a lot of great friendships here, great career. Occasionally have good people that I date, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Those good relationships just aren't as much fun for a podcast, it turns out. (laughs) No, no, people don't really want to hear about rainbows and sunshine. They want to be like, how fucked up was it? (laughs) It makes us feel less alone, you know? Yes. Absolutely. It's much like all of us loving Tiger King during COVID. We're like, you know, we thought our lives were kind of fucked up. But then we watched that and we're like, yeah, maybe we're still really normal. (laughs) Right? That was such a crazy time. I think my favorite moment of that was Leslie Jordan, God rest his soul. It's a horrible celebrity loss. Um, But him doing the TikTok video of watching Tiger King and he's (laughs) like, she killed him and fed him to the tigers. (laughs) Oh, it's so And honey, put a shirt on. You got to be camera ready. Exactly. We like to watch the dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) That was an interesting time for sure. Yes, it was. So who are you going to be telling us about today? So I'm going to be telling you guys about my first long-term relationship. This was a guy that I met and I actually had to like really go back through the archives because it's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's been about 15 years now, so it's it's been a while. I'm going to age myself there, but that's okay. So I met 
we'll call him Matt. Okay. When I was 20, just to provide some context of age there. Um, and when I first met him, I actually met him out with a friend and didn't really think much of him. We all hung out in a particular area of town and found out that he lived in the area and hung out in that area too. So it just kind of started to be that we all started hanging out, or at least he ran into my friend first and expressed interest in talking with me. My friend let me know. And I was like, really? Like that guy? I don't know. And she's like, no, he's really awesome. Like I've talked to him a few times now because I've seen him out. You should talk to him. So I agreed that she could give him my phone number. And of course, he reached out to me and asked me out on a date. Um, and so that's how things started. He was seven years older than I was. And I guess if we're all paying attention there too, I was a little younger to be out drinking at the bar. <laughs> Look past that for a moment. Um, but I was of legal age by the within about a, you know less than six months. Still to say that. Well, and according to your ID, you were fine. <laughs> according to my ID, I was of legal age to enjoy adult beverages. We all had one of them. I feel like a lot of us had never felt like that age bracket had stopped us in the past. Mm -mm. So we were just having a good time. I remember at my 21st birthday party, the shock on everyone's faces when they realized I was just then turning 21. <laughs> Me, I was one of them. You. <laughs> Ella was one of them. Like, um, how did I not know your age? <laughs> I just felt like I really had to own that lie if I was going to be able to pass, you know, with the door. So I just really had to believe that that was my birthday. <laughs> you did a and really then, good job. Surprise! <laughs> Horrible. Oh, man. Oh, good times. It good was. Times. <laughs> was the best of times. It Sometimes was the worst it was of times. The worst of times. So, okay, so, you know, we start seeing each other. Um, and this is probably like I had had a high school boyfriend um, who was also older than me, which seems to be a trend in my life, but that's okay. And this was the first guy where we're, where we're living now that I had, I guess, you know, kind of been serious about. So sorry. <laughs> okay. The dogs are like, oh, no, not Matt. <laughs> While she is tending to our dogs, you'll often hear lots of little clicky noises during our podcast. And that is from Ella's little Frenchie that gets real excited every time we record. Every time. <laughs> now she's over there chewing on her tennis ball. <laughs> so sometimes... Yeah, you might hear some clicking noises. I try to edit them out as much as possible, but they sneak their way in. But she leaves paw prints on our recording. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back. Great. Sorry about that. It's all right. They're like, oh, no, we know who you're talking about. <laughs> Stranger danger. <laughs> so anyway, so again, I was very young. He was really one of the first people I ever, I guess we could say seriously. Well, yeah, he was one of the first people I ever seriously dated. And in being very young, 
you know, I didn't have a lot of relationship experience um, and I come from a divorced home. So I didn't really have very good role models on what a good relationship looked like. My parents had gotten divorced when I was super young. Well, my father got married a little bit later on, that didn't work out. And then my father just was an excellent example of everything not to be. Right. I understand that. Yeah. So again, no, no, no real good role models of what a healthy relationship looked like. Yeah. So again, that kind of started us on this path of we would get together and then we would break up and then we would get back together and then we would break up. And we did that off and on for four years. That was, um, I was a, we did a really good job there. But I will say that I, I learned a lot from that, um, especially in being able to identify just dangerous behavior and just undesirable behavior from people. He was really big into gift giving, which, you know, some people, I kind of thought it was his love language at the time, but I, you know, the more things I read about narcissists, the more that I think that that's just a part of how he reels people in and controls people and, and feels like he kind of has something to hold over your head of, you know, like, oh, look what I did for you. Right. And most of the gifts that he ever bought me to were completely unprompted. It wasn't even that I had expressed any interest. He would just be like, hey, let's go to the mall or like, hey, I want to buy you like the latest Apple product or, you know, like, hey, I want to take you to a nice dinner. Like there was just a lot of that behavior, which was at the time, I mean, like, nice. Like I, I enjoyed being like, sure, let's go do fun things together. You know, that's, I guess that's how you show affection. And so sure, that's, that's nice. You know, not, not my love language, but okay. And again, too, I didn't, I didn't really know a lot about love at that age either. <laughs> so, you know, I was learning. I definitely read Gary Chapman's book and thought I kind of knew a few things about life and then realized that I'm like, no, nah, those those are for like healthy relationships. <laughs> There's a whole different book for yeah. the other kind of relationships. <laughs> sure is. Sure is. How was he in the beginning? Like, so the gift giving, but was he also kind and complimentary and like all of those type things as well? He was. I mean, he, I would say, was very affectionate. You know, he had a lot of interest in us having a fun and healthy sexual relationship with one another. So he was very giving in other ways, <laughs> just monetary gifts. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I mean, he was he was fun to be around like we, you know, would go out drinking and have a good time. So I would say like in the beginning, it was a lot of fun. Things just, you know, as they started to progress too, and he started to bring me around his friends more often, that's kind of when things started to be a little uncomfortable. I always thought it was because maybe I was this outsider breaking into their tight group of friends. But as as time would go by, I think that the reality is, is that while there were some people that were a fan of Matt, there were many people who were not. <laughs> And so in the large friend group, I think that, you know, he 
burned a lot of bridges and did a lot of nefarious things that were found out. Um, and so I think he just had a bit of a bad reputation that I was unaware of. And so coming into that, you know, like, and they had a large group of friends, you know, I just always kind of felt like the odd man out, not really realizing it was because of his behavior. So that put a little bit of a strain on things because he, you know, he had been introduced to my friends and that went well initially. As things progressed, that definitely changed. Um, and we can talk a little bit about that, how that progressed over time. But uh, I would say, so we, again, we, we kind of broke up. We wouldn't talk to each other. We'd get back together. Would definitely say that now that I'm older, I'm like, that is a huge red flag. You guys should not be doing this back and forth all the time. Either decide you want to be in a relationship or just leave each other alone. Um, but that is not what we did. So during one of these breakups and he would find really creative ways to try to get back into my life uh there was a time in which my sister uh was pregnant my sister got pregnant very young and she had this extensive you know like wish list on like a target baby registry and he bought her like the most expensive things on the list and then like made a point to be like hey just wanted to like make sure that you know you knew i was trying to help out your sister um and then of course you know like my mom and my sister are like aren't you gonna like reach out to him and thank him do you want to sign the thank you card and i'm like you guys have to be fucking kidding me so he kind of reeled me back in with his again his extravagant gift giving i'm like i don't even know that he had ever even met my sister <laughs> so again also doing an excellent job stuff me online somehow even knows that my sister's pregnant in the first place so we had started you know we got back together and then i'll never forget this he told me that he had met someone else um, and he broke up with me again which while that was kind of him to do and i and i'll give him credit i think a lot of people will just cheat on you right mm -hmm. and not be like i'm breaking up with you because i'm trying to sleep with someone else um part of the issue though too was again we all hung out in the same part of town so we also like it would also be kind of difficult for him to take this other girl out and spend a lot of time with her at our local watering holes and not be seen so that probably also prompted why he wasn't scandalous about it and told me that he you know needed to go pursue this other opportunity um and so that didn't last very long <laughs> <laughs> um, where he, you know, uh, I actually think so one of the pivotal things too that happened is he was in a car accident and I, I want to say it was after he had been seeing that girl or, oh no, gosh, to be fair, we, we had gotten back together and then I kind of felt like I should be able to play that card too. So I broke up with him. <laughs> <laughs> to take someone else and then the car accident happened but i guess to to be fair um in saying that you know i had broken up with him because i felt like i should get one of those cards too where he had dumped me to play with someone else that i certainly had the same right to do that so i definitely you know broke up with him to pursue this other opportunity um and i will say that uh it's partially his fault in some ways 
that I had such sexual confidence at that age because there was a period of maybe like grooming and Oregon, just him being a narcissist where he thought that, you know, sex was one of those things that he could like challenge me about, but also like make me feel somewhat insecure about. Like I've never had someone be more interested in like my own sexual pleasure, but then be like, eh, things are getting a little boring and plain, you know? What are we doing here? I also don't think that, you know, I've ever been to, I don't think I've ever had anybody back to the gift giving buy me more things from the Hustler Hollywood and the different, you know, novelty adult toy stores. So I'll share that as a part of our, our gift giving, uh, you know, that he was interested in. So yeah, so, you know, buying, buying random stuff for my family, buying me things. Um, again, I had broken up with him to be like, maybe I'll go take some of my toys somewhere else to play with somebody different for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the car accident happens. Like he gets in this car accident and I don't remember if it was someone who told me about it that i reached out to him to see if he was okay or if he reached out to me first uh, been a while don't really recall but he you know very shortly after it must have been me who was like hey you know want to make sure you're okay again this is what happens when we try to be nice and like just you know don't don't extend the olive branch people right <laughs> no don't do it never fall back into the trap of being pulled in so i think it was me that makes more sense um and he was like you know thanks for reaching out like i'd love to see you you know and i'm like sure you know like are you okay and he's like it would just it would just mean a lot to me if i could see you we go to lunch together he i don't know if it was like a manipulative tactic i mean probably because i'm like here we are like we broke up we're both moving on with our lives and yet here i am driving across town to have lunch with you um and so you know we're having lunch and he's like you know he's like the only thing i could think about when i was in the hospital was you you know how much it would have sucked had i like passed away and we never really got to pursue like this deep passionate love that we have for one another you know like you were really what i thought about and it just really impressed upon me that like i just i needed to see you and i needed to tell you in person how much you mean to me um and that i really think that we have something here and we should pursue that and who doesn't want to hear that which of course you know has a girl so hard to hear right but i'm like oh you love me yes of course i'll do whatever you want mm -hmm. <laughs> keep in mind too i am also very still very young and impressionable i think this had happened like two years into this off and on madness so we of course start dating again and it definitely felt like there was a shift from there yeah like it was casual and on again off again for all of those years and then that seemed to be like a turning point it was like it got given a like violent shove into serious yes and also just a violent shove into being a person that i over time didn't really feel like i actually knew um we'll talk a little bit more about that 
shortly. So we were seeing each other um, at the time after his accident. He had moved back home and was staying with family. So we kind of started doing this, like, I'm at his place. He's in my place. Um, you know, I meet his mom. Um, you know, we're spending like family Sunday together cooking. Some time goes by and he proposes. His mother literally is like, you know, I have some extra diamonds. I want for you to pick out whichever one you want. Um, and like we went down and like designed a ring for me, um, you know, and started talking about a wedding. This is also where things start to get a little crazy uh, because I'm I'm not quite living with him. He's living with his family. We're trying to figure out like what does that look like. Honestly, we were also having issues because after the accident. You know, we used to really like going out and drinking and partying and having a good time. And one of the side effects of his accident is obviously he's taking a lot of pain medication. He's starting to get a little bit more hostile and angry, but he also like loses his ability to drink alcohol. And he's just very, very angry with the world. He's very angry that he's been injured. He's very angry that his life has changed. And he, again, starts to show this glimmer of being a person that I don't know. Um, and to be fair, again, we had, again, dated off and on. So I think it's difficult to create a baseline of someone's personality when you're that inconsistent. And also, I was so young that there was just so much I didn't know. Right. right? I just see like the shiny, yay, you like, we picked out a new diamond ring for me and we're talking about the future. And I'm thinking like, oh, I'm doing what I should be doing. Right. The societal norm. Very much so. Yep. I unfortunately am one of those girls that I have completely, you know, fallen into doing some of the things that I thought society expected of me. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of it was like, man, I fucking hate this wife. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who sold me this lie? <laughs> so we're engaged. He's staying at his mom's house. Things just get a little just uncomfortable. We find out too that, you know, and my dad's kind of a shit, but my family doesn't like his family. So that's also a little uncomfortable. You know, the holidays roll around and my dad's, you know, like at the Thanksgiving dinner when like, you know, his mom isn't paying attention, being like, hey, Sheena, you should fucking run. They're fucking family psycho. And I'm like, dad, you can't be saying this at the holiday dinner. Like, calm down. <laughs> Um, and my dad is also like a huge instigator and I had a dog. I decided I was like, I think I want a second dog. Matt's mom was like, oh no, you know, like, you know, you are here, here and there. I have dogs. You have a dog. We don't need any more dogs in this house. Right. Which then of course turned into that. My dad was like, I'm buying you a puppy for Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> So that went over great. Like, yep, the family's all getting along. This is awesome. We could do a whole show on your dad. Yeah, we could. I know Sheena's dad, and he's fantastic. He's not my dad, so I 
I think he's fantastic. <laughs> he is lots of fun. Um, anytime he comes to town, he makes sure we all have a good time and he's he's wonderful. If he's your dad, it probably poses some special challenges, but <laughs> so he's fun Bobby. Yeah. He's fun Bobby for yes. sure. <laughs> yeah. Party time dad is a good time until you realize that you're like, you're you're someone's dad, aren't you? Huh. <laughs> Moving on, let's go get shots. <laughs> so that created a lot of friction because then, you know, Matt's mom was like, a shame bringing her fucking herd of dogs over to my house, right? And so I'm like, what are we going to do? You know, I have this like fucking dog now, which I mean, I adore them. They are wonderful. Probably the best Christmas gift ever. I'm sure that also really pissed Matt off that I'm like, best gift ever. It's like, really? Got her dad over here fighting me for the best gift. <laughs> I will say he bought me a really extravagant gift that year too as well, just to compete with the dog. Right. And, and you know, also in addition to the ring. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, there's some tension. I'm kind of back at my place with the dogs. Um, you know, it comes to be that it's like, we're going to have to to uh, maybe like do our own thing. Like, why don't we get our own place um, and see if we can figure that out? But I will tell you this too, that there, we, we broke up, we broke up the engagement and I gave him the ring back. I think the night that I went to go like pick up the puppy, we have this huge fight about, you know, like not making decisions together or whatever. And again, I'm sure that he's mad that it's a better fucking gift for the year. Um, and so, I mean, we literally are, you know, I, I broke up with him that evening and gave him the ring back. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, I literally have to go drive to go pick up this dog tomorrow. Um, and so we, we, here we are with our on again, off again. So we broke up briefly and then, of course, got back together and had the conversation about, like, what are we going to do? You know, we're going to have to move in together. We decide to do that and we get an apartment together. I don't think that we, we didn't even live together for a year because that's when things got really fucking out of control. I will say that he had already started breaking up some of the friendships that I had uh, because he really wanted me to pick him. And again, I kept doing this back and forth and people were like, that's not healthy. Stop fucking with this guy. And of course I didn't. Um, and so I lost some friendships along the way. Um, but definitely once we got engaged, that also damaged some of the friendships I had. And as more time went by when we were living together, he just got more and more controlling. I, I will say this too. I come from an abusive family. So for me, I was very familiar with the signs. And I don't think that any of us ever think that we're going to be in an abusive relationship, but I think that it happens to the best of us. And it's also one of those things where it happens really slowly. Right. Mm -hmm. Very insidious. Yeah. Yes. Because he started, you know, again, he broke up some of my friendships. You know, he kind of, he got me away from my dad where, you know, he had more control over me. And once we lived together, I mean, that was it. Right. I mean, like we now live together. 
you are in control of like currently my finances and my living situation. And he just got really wild. And he started to tell me who I could and could not be friends with. Uh, he wanted to know where I was, you know, when I was leaving work um, and what I was doing. Uh, so he was just very controlling. As her bestie, I was public enemy number one. Yes. And again, the person that encouraged me to fuck with him in the first place, right. all of a sudden was a threat. Huge threat. Yeah. And so again, he was just one of those people where I would say like my rights and my friendships and my freedom slowly started getting taken away. And I was very isolated because we also had moved kind of away from where we were used to living so that we could have an apartment together. So I felt, again, just very alone. And at that point too, I'm like, okay, well, I've, I've done this to myself and I've consistently picked this guy. Um, and so it also, again, it was very damaging to a lot of my relationships. Luckily, um, so, so we'll, we'll talk about the evening that the lights went out in Georgia. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because he had also started to pick out friends that he thought I should have or could have. And so on one evening, I think it was probably a Friday night, I was at an art show where he had introduced me to a lady and I was at her art gallery. Like he knew, like he had picked her out. <laughs> to be a friend and wanted you to go to this opening to bond with her yeah and so and like had told me about the event and so like i'm at the event um and then from there had told him like hey like we're gonna go over to the gay bar which we're all super familiar with and like have some drinks and snacks so you invited additional friends to go to this event rather than just going and talking to his friend. Correct. Yeah. So, and it happened to be like, you know, I had um, some other friends that were in town. And so after the art gallery, we were all collectively, even this new friend at the gay bar together. Right. Which I'm thinking this is a totally safe event. Right. And he knew, he knew like where I was going to be, who I was going to be with. Um, and that's when shit got really wild because i'm sitting at the table and i get this notification because again think of think of the times it was older times then i get this notification on my phone that says your location is being tracked by a family plan because we are on a family plan right <laughs> that is correct again i'm thinking like we're just doing nice stuff combining all of our everything and then i realized like you did this so you could track me right seriously i'm like you know where i am and who i'm with um and don't get me wrong like he he had also gotten to that point too where we were on the family plan and he'd be like whose phone number is this so i'm at the bar again i'm at the gay bar with a bunch of girls you know i'm also like i get this notification and i'm like what what in the flying fuck does he think i'm gonna do go and try to suck some dick in the bathroom i'm like the gay guys are not gonna be about that <laughs> no <laughs> all the places that i could be trying to get some dick or fuck around this is probably not the location the least likely place <laughs> so anyway i'm showing everybody my phone and i'm like i can't fucking believe this I, like is he 
fucking serious. And one of the girls who, bless her, is so much fun, she goes, girl, turn your phone off. They hate that shit. <laughs> Which very quickly led me to be like, mm-mm, powering down. Which yes. is a phrase we still say to this day. <laughs> Correct. They hate that shit, girl. They hate that shit. <laughs> so, of course, that made him lose his fucking mind and he now starts calling the people at the table that he knows i'm with and he's like put her on the fucking phone tell her to fucking come home now she better fucking be here just losing it losing his mind and this is also one of those moments too where my friends are like okay we now can't unsee what's going on here and this is not okay (laughs) right um and of course i'm like fuck no i'm not going home to go like talk to you right now like after i've already decided to power my phone off like my phone is off (laughs) i will talk with you tomorrow which again like my friends are telling him like no like we're not gonna make her come home like you need to calm down like you know where we are you know she's safe we don't understand what you're freaking out about she's fine but you need to chill the fuck out Mm -hmm. right like just calm down and stop blowing up everyone's phone you don't need to come up here just fucking calm down and that is not what he did (laughs) no spoiler alert he would not calm down he would not No, instead he calls his brother over and he moves out of our apartment in the middle of the night because I refused to return and had turned off my tracking location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally normal things to do, right? Totally. Normal reaction. Yeah. That's not weird. Which was super fun when I finally did arrive back the next day and I'm like, what are we doing? I'm not helping you move any of that shit back in. While he had tried to damage some of my friendships, again, I will say I had come from an abusive family. So I was familiar with the signs and I had an idea of where we were going. And I'm also like, I'm just kind of not the one. I'm like, if you're going to fucking hit me and it's probably a good thing we're not still together because if not, we'd be that couple that just beats the shit out of each other. So I'm like, if you're going to hit me, I'm a fucking hit you back and I'm a lot smaller than you are and it's not going to be very smart but am I probably going to go for it yes because I've been there before like <laughs> I know how I'm going to act and it's just it's not a good thing we're, we're going down a really scary path here. right so you know he's moved out he also started carrying a gun at that point if I recall everywhere he went he's he had always carried a gun um that he never had uh you know was did never had like a permit for was never like a handgun permit i don't know where he got his guns from but obviously not not a good thing to do either that i'm like you have an unregistered firearm that you're not supposed to have <laughs> great um so that's also another sign where it's like should we be fighting with one another when i know like are always strapped up probably not but yeah so he was like i have news for you little lady like not the first lease i've ever broken and i'm like cool cool good to know that you're that financially responsible thank you for fucking me with this situation like we're at this point i'm like we're not moving back in together 
Um, and I was able to get in touch with the leasing agent and be like, hey, you know, like this is a whole situation. And we were renting from like a private owner and she was real glad to see us go. She was real fine with being like, okay. by all means, <laughs> you, you, you want to be out in like, you know, the end of the month. Cool. Get the fuck out. And I'm like, Cool. Why was she ready for you guys to go? Oh, because we had been like, I think, too high maintenance where we actually like expected them to do stuff. We were like renting someone's private condo and they like just didn't think that they should have to do anything. And we were like, cool, like gotcha. your stove is unbalanced. And like, you know, you have this like situation going on with this like faucet over here. And they were kind of like, mm, middle finger, aren't you guys handy? Stop <laughs> fucking calling. Yeah, they wanted to be hands off renters. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, they're like, please don't call. I know it says that we're the landlords, but that was like a suggestion that you should reach out. Pay your rent on These are all you problem. That is correct. So we, you know, uh, he moves out. I move out. Um, and of course, like he still uh, tries. And at that point too, I'm like, bro, you have fucked up. Like my friends now know how insane you are even like your friend that you picked out for me knows how <laughs> insane you are and i you know at the time kind of chalked it up to that it was from the car accident because i know that a lot of people especially if they've ever had a concussion before like i've heard stories of how sometimes you know a traumatic accident can change people and can violently change their personality. Um, so I thought that perhaps that had led into why he was just such a different person when we lived together. But as time has gone by, and I have heard various stories about his life choices. I am not convinced that it really was the car accident. I think it's really just that at his core, he has some issues because I have absolutely heard horror stories of all of the women that he has beat since he dated me. Mm. He beat the girl that would be his fiance after me. He beat the woman who would be his wife. He also had an altercation with his sister and his mother. And most recently, I've heard that he laid hands on his daughter. It's a young kid. Mm, no. Like a toddler. What? Yeah, we, yeah, she's a toddler. Um, so unfortunately, I think we learned that I was just one of many people who he would try to manipulate and control. And fortunately for me, I mean, like unfortunate with my family history, but again, I knew enough about abuse to know what was coming. And I had enough, you know, like resources and friends to decide to leave it alone. Because even after that incident, if I didn't have better friends, he told we, we would have done the exact fucking thing all over again. Because we always did that. We broke up and we got back together. And we broke up and we got back together. And again, it just finally got crazy enough where I'm like, he's going to beat the shit out of me one of these days if we continue down this path. But it's super interesting. His behavior started to escalate with you. And then it continued to escalate with other people. Like you, we often talk about escalating behavior within a relationship, but you caught him at the 
time where he was really on a new trajectory of assholery. That's a technical psychological <laughs> term for those at home. But he really started to change. And it could have been the car accident. It could have been the mask slip, other information we have, it's a mask slip. It may have been brought on by a car accident, or maybe he just finally decided to fuck it. I'm going to stop trying to pretend to be a good person and I'm just going to be who I am. But that continued, like you jumped off the ride at the exact last moment, which is great, but sucks for the people after that they didn't pick up on those things in time, unfortunately. Yeah, you just carried it from one relationship to the next. And the boldness, like I'm pretty sure that someone after you is actually a police officer. Yes. Like I think he beat his partner who was a police officer. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's not afraid of a whole lot in life. <laughs> And unfortunately, we've seen that be problematic, too, because he definitely would have felony assault charges today. But um, I think that, you know, he's very manipulative and he's we know that he has had charges dropped against him, despite the fact that he's been arrested and has been, you know, just the, the perpetrator of the crime. And still people decided that they would uh, not let him spend some quality time being rehabilitated. He's yeah, he's a good specimen, though, because you would never guess any of that if you met him today. If one of our listeners met him on the street, they would think that he was just the most like kind and gregarious and down to earth, cool, chill, charismatic dude. You know, like he's one of the really scary ones because covert. even when you have, yeah, that covert narcissist, even when you have data to support people like me who trust and believe everyone are like, maybe he was just having a bad day. <laughs> There's probably a good person under there. You know, like it's easy to justify it when you see so much good that someone pretends to be. So he's a really good case study. Yeah. So luckily, you know, I, you, I am not currently being featured on Snapped or the local news because we're not beating the fuck out of each other. Because we all know that that's probably where it would have ended up. But I would have press charges. But he probably would have pressed charges against me. So I feel like it would have been a lose-lose. Um, again, I don't think that violence is the answer. <laughs> what I will say is... is Looking back on that experience, there was a lot of red flags that again I didn't I didn't know what a red flag was. But I definitely though did have friends over time that expressed that they didn't think that it was a good match and that we should not be fucking with each other. And I totally ignored that. I would just say be be again, just be honest with your friends and family about what's going on. And even if you feel like you've burned bridges because you've made a choice. Oftentimes, you know, you can rekindle your friendship or your relationship once you get out of a toxic situation, as long as you haven't totally fucking burned that person horribly. And even if you have most of the time, if if you're in a really abusive and crazy relationship, people who care about you, even if they're a little pissed at you, are going to come to your aid when you're like, hey, my situation is really absolutely. Mm -hmm. What do I do? They're going to be like, hey, I'm still, you know, I care about you and I'm still here to help. So yeah, yeah, for sure. You mentioned like you telling him, my friends now know that this behavior exists. Like that's a huge thing to know in yourself. Like if you think you have to hide someone's behavior, like if someone is treating you in a way that you wouldn't call your best friend or your mom and explain that situation, 
That's a huge thing to listen to. Even if you think they're having a bad day or whatever, if you wouldn't explain it to people you care about, it's not good. I think that's something that I realized too late probably in life also, or when you're making excuses for someone's behavior, it's not good. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Matt and his assholery. (laughs) Technical term yet again. (laughs) We're very technical around here. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I hope that it resonates with some people and um, really makes people feel like they are not alone if they are in that situation now. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it so much. If you want to support our show further, you can share our podcast with your friends, follow us on our socials at NGCOMPod, or sign up for our Patreon to help keep the show going with a donation. Or you can become a patron for exclusive access to bonus content and interact with us and other loyal listeners on our feed. Meanwhile, if you liked what you heard today, please leave us a positive review. If you didn't, no worries. Move on about your day. If you want to share your story on our show, please visit our website at NGCOMPod.com to fill out the contact us form. Thanks again for listening.